the granddaughter of the rather well-known convert, Kimberly Hahn, one day got up and told her mother, Mommy, today I'm going to be a saint. Little girl. Today, Mommy, I'm going to be a saint, so don't ask me to do anything I don't want to do. What a beautiful little uh, response of this child. An insight into the reality and the need to be a saint, but then also realizing her own weakness and not being able, and therefore asking her mommy not to put on her something she couldn't do. And yet within it is also revealed the weakness of our human state. How often that's our attitude towards God. God, today I'm going to do what you want me to do. Today I'm going to be a saint. Today I'm going to be good. Just don't test me. Don't give me anything I can't do. Yes, O is for obedience. And oh, how hard it is. We need to look at this virtue during this season of Advent because it's so important, and in a certain sense, Advent is all about obedience. First, if we look at our Lord himself, the whole act of the incarnation, God becoming man, is an act of obedience. God the Son, God the eternal word, in obedience to his Father, takes our human nature to himself. Just the other day, we had the great solemnity of Mary under her title of Immaculate Conception. And the gospel for that day, as you may remember, was the Annunciation. In that, we see Mary's great obedience to God's will in her life, to the Father. Fiat miki secundum verbum tuum. Let it be done to me according to your word. Mary didn't understand, so here's a preliminary point that we can pull out. In order to obey, we don't need to understand everything. I'll obey once it makes sense. Many of you as parents, some of you with teenagers or having had teenagers, why? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to make my bed? Why do I have to do the homework? Why, 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 why? And you get fed up with it but how we are like way with God. We want to have perfect knowledge or perfect understanding of his will before we obey. Mary, though, shows us that that's not necessary. Now today is actually the feast day. We don't celebrate it because it's the second Sunday of Advent this evening, but today, December 9th, is the feast day of St. Juan Diego, who's depicted right here above me, the first with his tilma in the image of Our Lady. He converted to the faith in 1525, along with his wife and his uncle, Juan Bernardino. Now, Juan Diego had a very simple faith, and he's profoundly obedient to Our Lady, who appears to him and asks him to go to the bishop and asked that a temple, that was code word for church, be built in her honor on this hill that she had appeared to him. 
But there's one point in the course of these apparitions where Juan Diego disobeys. And he disobeys for what would seem to be a very understandable reason. Mary's requested, she's asked that he would come back and see her the next, see that he would come back and see her the next day. But his uncle Juan Bernardino gets very, very sick and asks for a priest. So Juan Diego doesn't go back. He runs and grabs a priest so that the priest can hear his uncle's confession, give him last rites. And out of embarrassment then, the next day, he skirts around the opposite side of the hill of Tepeyac to avoid Our Lady. Just kind of like a, a dog who has his tails between his legs when he knows he's done something wrong. And Juan Diego's kind of trying to avoid Our Lady. And she finds him. And she corrects him in the most gentle of manners. She says to him, Hear and let it penetrate into your heart, my dear little son. Let nothing discourage you, nothing depress you. Let nothing alter your heart or your countenance. Also do not fear any illness or vexation, anxiety or pain. Am I not here who am your mother? Are you not under my shadow and protection? Am I not your fountain of life? Are you not in the folds of my mantle, in the crossing of my arms? Is there anything else that you need? This gentle confrontation of Mary with Juan Diego brings home another point about obedience. So often we don't obey is because we're afraid. We're afraid of giving God too much, of allowing him too much into our life. This can be in regards to the Ten Commandments. You know, all of us usually have a list of nine commandments. We can do okay with nine of them, but there's one, maybe more, that we, we'd rather was not one of the commandments. Because we're afraid that if we give up that sin, or if we give up that way of doing something, we'll be unhappy. And yet God supremely, more than we want it, desires our happiness. So the beginning of obedience is the following of the Ten Commandments. It's also obedience to the church, the spouse of Christ, and what she asks of us as well. One of the reasons we find it difficult to obey, besides fear, is a certain rebellion. Who are you to tell me this? We can all remember from our youth that experience when we were told by some grown-up, when we clenched our teeth, our fists, someday I won't have to obey. And this is one of the great illusions that sometimes we as adults can have, is that we don't have to obey. Oh, we know we have to obey the laws of the land. We know we have to obey certain things so we don't get in trouble. But we don't really see obedience as something applying to us. That's for little children. And yet we're always little children before God. As I said, Mary exhibits this obedience to a perfect degree. 
If we look at the life of Mary, it's not just an external obedience, a conforming of actions, but it's a conforming of her whole interior life to the will of God. And so the heart of obedience is not so much outward conformity, but allowing our will to be shaped and molded to God's will. Sometimes I'll tell little children, do you realize that obeying your parents is one of the ways that you obey God? That obeying your parents is one of the ways you show love, obedience, and respect for God. Sometimes, no, I never thought about that. Obeying proper authority is one of the ways we as adults show respect, honor, and love for God. But how often we do it with a certain resentment, as though it's impinging on our freedom. St. Thomas Aquinas says that obedience, besides the virtue of religion, is the next most important moral virtue. In a certain sense, it's the mother of all the moral virtues. It orders them, protects them, makes sure that they are properly ordered toward their end. Obedience is so necessary for us as Christians. We might say that every single sin could be reduced to this one word, disobedience. Every time we sin, we're disobeying God's law. We're failing to conform our heart and our wills to God. Disobedience is what caused Lucifer, the greatest of the angels, to fall. Disobedience is what caused Adam and Eve to be cast out of the garden, that perfect paradise. And it is obedience that returns us to right and proper relationship with God. We want to be the friends of God. We want to have that friendship. We want to be in union with Him. But without obedience, there can be no true friendship, no love, no true union with God. And so, in this Advent season, our journey is a journey back to obedience, conforming our hearts our minds and our wills, like Mary, to that of God.